Welcome to the She Yearns Podcast. I am Cherry Strange, and I am so thankful you have joined us today. Thank you for being a part of this community. The She Yearns community exists to lead women to desire more of God in everyday life, making Him evident and desirable to others. Welcome to the podcast today. We are continuing our two-part series on planning to succeed. And today we're going to look at part two, aim for success. Last week we talked about one morning and three habits we should incorporate into our regular routine Jesus offers in Matthew chapter six. Hopefully after our look into his words, you and I are going to prayerfully consider spending this next season choosing not to engage when we are tempted to demonstrate our righteousness before men in order to be seen by them. In that message, we were also confronted with some practices Jesus considered ordinary Christ-following habits. You and I may have found not to be so ordinary. It may have actually been new and totally uncomfortable. But allow me to interject one win. That's what my girls are calling it. They have a whole board in their room that's just designated to wins. And those are sort of like answers to prayer that they have written down this year. And so we're going to call it one win. We are actually attempting to put into practice what I offer here at She Yearns. Often, God does not act in immediate ways we can see when we step out. And we should not demand that He does. But He is sweet in allowing us to participate in his work and his timing. One result we have already experienced came this last weekend. Our family was part of a larger area effort to bring youth groups together for a weekend event of Bible teaching, worship, small groups, sort of playtime, food, and fellowship. Our part was to volunteer our home, our hospitality, our food, and our transportation. We've done something like this before, several years in other places, and it it always occurs right during the times we are experiencing our beginnings of the year fasting time or our Daniel fast. So this year, we especially made an emphasis on praying and preparing for those from our family who would be participating in other homes with other groups and for the 12 girls specifically we would be housing and as god would have it one of the girls assigned to our home was someone we had invited without sharing the details of her life we we just moved into a very large school district and this is a girl one of my daughters befriended and who befriended her and when i met her i completely insisted she bring this young woman home as often as possible this child is not hard to love she is a joy and I just felt we we needed to bring her in. So for months, we have loved her on our own turf on almost a weekly basis. And now she was in our house for this special event. But besides us, she, she didn't know anyone from Adam. And the rest of the girls had been together since kindergarten. And so we, we had some concerns. And yet somehow, God overcame all of those typical obstacles that can be there in a high school group of girls. Not only did God take care of all of that, but he met 
our precious friend during that time in a way that she now securely knows that she is his. She knows she's forgiven, that she is a believer in Christ and what that means to her. And she can articulate that to another person. When she came in and told me about what was going on, I just dropped everything and grabbed her. That's just what my response was. What was so exciting about this happening for my family in particular is that this year is the first year we included all of our kids in participating in the Daniel fast with us. It was very basic. Let me please understand. Like we refrained from meat and dessert for a few days. Nothing difficult. They could still eat a sandwich and chips. But to them it was super serious. It was a sacrifice and they felt the loss. And now They were experiencing the gain. How sweet of the Lord to allow them to be present and so very close to something big he was doing in their house with someone they were specifically praying for. This kind of experience encourages them to to really engage with the Bible and with what Jesus says. It builds a history. They are seeing him work and the eternal results of his words lived out in front of their very eyes. And my prayer for you is that you begin to experience much the same. Planning to succeed, attending to his word makes all the difference. In light of all this, I want to offer another practical way we can plan to succeed that comes out of our continuation of this reading in Matthew. So part two is to aim for success. Specifically, you want to aim towards kingdom purposes. This year, we moved toward the Gulf Coast. For all sorts of reasons, we did not want to move. Not everyone was on board. Like all 10 of us were not exactly on board. But weather-wise, in terms of the scenery, I was 100% on board. I like the warm weather. But this has been a very misfortunate year and uncharacteristic in temperatures for this area. We are still experiencing the aftermath of a hurricane and floods that extended over a 500-year flood record. And it's literally freezing and has been several times. In fact, it's not been this cold and reached these low temperatures, these marks, uh, says the meteorologist, for over 40 years. Welcome to the Gulf Coast. My kids missed two days of school this week because the roads were closed and it was unsafe. The University of Houston shut down and all the major roads between here and there were closed. Needless to say, I needed a couple of new sweaters because I didn't have anything like that. And I didn't want to spend a lot of money because surely we'll be back to normal next year. So I found one on a super duper sale at Old Navy and I wore it twice. And lo and behold, by the time I wore it the second time, it had snags all over it. And I don't even know how I did it or or what I did. But I'm actually glad because it was really a good reminder that the things that I think are important... (laughs) And the things I think I desperately need and the things that I'm tempted to value are oh so temporary. In that same chapter in Matthew, Matthew 6, we can hear Jesus calling us deeper than our material pursuits and 
possessions, deeper than our sweaters or our purses or our houses and cars and any any other stuff that we're tempted to value over him and his kingdom purposes where he says do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal for where your treasure is there your heart will be also that's matthew 6 19 through 21 jesus knows This will be a struggle for us. So he blatantly tells us, do not do this, do this instead. And too often, we simply just choose not to listen and follow this piece of instruction. This plan, if we do that, is for defeat. In the grand scheme of our time on planet Earth, we really need to look at it in these sort of terms. Jesus is giving us a plan for success, a true actual, measurable, with measurements that endure, pathway to success. But you and I keep looking toward things like my snag sweater rather than treasures in heaven. How do we begin to stop this madness? It doesn't take rocket scientists to recognize the snags in a sweater, that that's not what we need to be seeking after. You and I can see our flaws in seeking after treasure on earth, we know we're prone to do what we do not want to do. Yet we, we must buy houses. We, we need cars. You know, the, these are just issues we, we all have to face. We aim too often, however, for the futile and what is prone to destruction. That's what we aim for. Instead, what we need to shoot for is to aim for something completely different. About these words of Jesus, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Verse 21, Charles Spurgeon suggests that we sort of help our hearts out by placing real, genuine kingdom treasures in our thoughts and along our way so that these will begin to act like magnets for our hearts. In essence, he calls us to sort of aim our hearts where we want them to go. You say, I don't treasure God. I don't want his word. I don't I don't desire the relationship, honestly. There there is no joy there. There's just treachery. I want the sweater. I like the purses and I like the cars and the vacation. It's sort of hopeless, Cherry. I'm a lost cause in, because I'm happy here. Well, no. No, it's not. And and no no you're not. You're okay. But you don't have to stay in that place. You can aim and direct your heart towards something greater. And so can I. That is what the message is. This is the beauty of the words of Jesus. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. We too often think we have to get this one way. We believe our heart must lead the treasure finding. And if our hearts aren't feeling it, then we're done. We're out. We stop seeking out the treasures of God. No, that is not what Jesus is saying. Aim for success here. You can take some initiative, just like Spurgeon suggests. What if you began to put the treasure in and around you to work as magnets to draw your heart to that treasure? It's sort of like reverse logic, but I think you can follow it. Let me leave you with this one suggestion you can put into place to begin doing just this for yourself and with your family or a life group or a couple of girlfriends, whatever. 
this is very practical and it has a culmination date has a projected date you can shoot for for almost uh, two decades we have established some strange traditions exclusively for new year's eve strange in the sense of our name not well maybe you can judge but strange in the sense of our name not strange in the sense of it's what we do we have three constants you do not need to emulate you're welcome to but you do not need to number one every year i buy a shrimp ring and it is for my spouse he loves shrimp and so i make sure he has some shrimp and he does not have to share it (laughs) can eat all of it if he wants to. For the rest of us, we order pizza. I do not have to cook. And then always, under every circumstance, the night ends with a pot full of chocolate fondue with lots of items for dipping. I just put everything on a big platter, all sorts of things. And my kids eat fondue like they are starving NFL football players. And not a morsel is left by the end of the night. And if it's cold, we build a fire. If it's warm, we eat outside on the deck. Sometimes we watch a movie or we play games. These traditions sort of vary, and they're not glamorous. They're not exciting. But my family looks forward to it, especially this non-negotiable called the main event. And the main event is what I want to suggest that you emulate. It is a spotlight on each person and their efforts to put Matthew 6.21 into practice. Before or after the fondue, you get to choose. (laughs) Depends on how full you are. Each person takes a turn to stand and recite before the other members every Bible verse they have learned across the past year. Yes, I said that right. They stand and recite every Bible verse they have learned across the past year, the past 12 months. No repeats. No, and Jesus wept. Nothing like that. They cannot be verses that they've done in the past. Uh, And they cannot be everyone participates. Even my second language learning squirmy boys could do this. And at our house, there are rewards for your hard work. I know, I know. It, It may sound sort of corny and over the edge rigid. But, you know, I'm raising a bunch of girls. I have six girls under my roof. And I'm a girl. And girls think. And sometimes we think too much. We can turn molehills into mountains during a commercial break over something that happened two weeks ago that really didn't even have anything to do with them. And they worry and they fear and they doubt and they question and they desire things. Then they convince themselves how inadequate they are compared to everyone else. And it's just destructive madness. And somehow I needed a way to help myself and help my girls stop the madness or at least have tools with which to deal with the madness as I have to deal with it. And, but I'm also raising two boys who also think not quite the same as the girls. They desire too much. They long. They don't question as much. They can be led astray by their hearts in a New York minute. Oh, do they need help with the madness. So to help with the logistics, I bought everyone a different colored spiral notebook at the dollar store. And the instructions are simply, write down a Bible verse that seems important to you, or that you are asked to learn by an adult, something that maybe your group is studying or anything like that. Write the verse, record the date, the reference, one per page. We practice and review our progress uh, while dinner's being prepared, or there might be some other downtime, downtime 
I might say, so how are your verses going? Can you give me one that you're working on right now? Actually, my boys do not know how to write in cursive. So this year, we are going to practice our verses and learn cursive in the process. We did that with the younger girls. We were had a certain curriculum that we used, and I'm just going to do the same thing. There's also apps that you can use that you can get on on the computer, and they help you learn the verse, and they'll take parts of the, the words away until you have memorized it. So there's fun ways to do it. By New Year's Eve, everyone will be ready to recite the verses that they've learned in the past year. And there's help as needed. Uh, they can get help and just be super encouraging. Thank you again for Even tuning in today. Who don't feel like they read very new well or memorize every very week. well. Yes. I would invite you to you become can participate a and, and it really and makes a difference this. when you share this something activity here that you find helpful I want to or encouraging. Say provides you so much make an more impact. Then we may not understand the value or difference. If you look further in Matthew into chapter 13 verses 33 and 34, just by passing a resource along. By making this share what you find here Notice with others. the connection I between would personally the be grateful and don't hesitate to like us on Facebook either or Twitter make the tree good and its fruit good or for make more the tree bad and rated God for the tree is known spiritually insightful encouragement you brood of please go to www.shearns.com where you will How find reading plans articles and other resources to help stir the desire for God into your everyday life speaks there is an intricate connection between the heart and what we treasure. Jesus believes we can treasure what moth and rust cannot destroy. Jesus believes you and I can aim our hearts in such a way we can be successful in laying up for ourselves treasure in heaven. Maybe you and I don't feel like we have a clue on how to go about doing this. That's okay. Here is your first step. Aim for success. Just aim for it. Read his word and decide on a verse to learn. Learn it. Then do it again. Write it down. Review them over time. Remember, the only way to successfully deal with negative thinking patterns is to replace that destructive and discouraging thought pattern about ourselves with what God says in his word to us. Because his words are true and our words are not. And the only way to replace the hold our stuff has on us with him is to put his word inside us and to aim our hearts away from stuff and towards treasuring him. I'm not ever sure how this is going to turn out. We may fail terribly. I don't know. Honestly, with our last, our, our move last year, we missed the entire year. We're back on track because it's easy to acquiesce to the love of sweaters and to the love of cars and purses and trips, but I want more. I want the power of speaking the very words of God over our lives and over the lives of my children and those in my spheres of influence to change me and to change us and to change our hearts. Hey, anything I post is available for you to grab and to use as a memory verse. It's pretty. It's already out there. And don't forget you version. You can easily make your own and then have it on your phone. And I would love for you to post on my website at She Yearns or the Facebook page, anything you're doing or other ideas that you have that's helping aim your heart toward treasuring God. I can't wait to hear about how you're aiming your hearts for success. And remember, we're not shooting for a number of verses or to outdo anyone. No, we're shooting to allow Him to redirect our hearts toward treasuring God. 
and His name never misses. Thank you again for tuning in today. We will be releasing a new episode every week. I would invite you to become a subscriber. And it really makes a difference when you share something here that you find helpful or encouraging. You make an impact. You may never understand the value or difference your suggestion or encouragement made in the life of a friend or a casual acquaintance just by passing a resource along. So please share what you find here with others. I would personally be grateful. Don't hesitate to like us on Facebook or Twitter or leave a review. For more truth-saturated, gospel-centered, spiritually insightful encouragement, please go to www.sheyearns.com where you will find reading plans, articles, and other resources to help stir a desire for God into your everyday life.